0: a sneaky morning lie-in, a well-worn pair of pyjamas and a violent episode of Peaky Blinders before noon. There are a million things that I'm thankful for today, but what is my guest thankful for?
1: This fishmonger, this like random stranger comes up to me, must have seen, I was like, just looked a bit out of sort and he was like, what's happened? And I was like, oh, I've just left everything in a cab. And he took $10 out his pocket and went, go and get yourself a cup of coffee, I'll sort this out.
0: Welcome to Thanks a Million, I'm Angela Scanlan, and this is the show that takes a sneak peek at my guest's gratitude list to find out the people, places and things that have shaped their lives. Today, I'm sat in a very swanky hotel that could be either really expensive or really shit. It's kind of, it's quite confusing and it's in Watford but they've got decent tea and I'm about to sit down with a friend of mine
1: Hello, um, I am Stacey Dooley. You probably know me, um, if you do know me, (laughs) for making documentaries. And something else. Come on, Stacey. <laughs> uh, I just did a couple of documentaries. Uh, Come on. I do. Hit the list, got, like, babe. You're on a, a magazine dick. cover now. I am. Look at that. But I've said I'm not even happy with that. So I had this magazine in my bag and Angela's like, oh, this is wicked. She pulled it out of the bag. But I don't like the blue jumper. Front cover Cosmo. God, life's difficult. It I is, don't like the it? blue jumper. One
0: last thing. I recorded this back in May because I'm super organised so there is zero Kevin gossip in here. It is all about the Dooley which I'm okay with. You'll have to dig out another red top to find the latest about that relationship if you're so inclined. But like, why would you be? Broaden your horizons.
1: Stacey Dooley. Oh girl. Hey. Here we are. <laughs> Tell me what are you thankful for today? Today at this moment... Um, cup of tea with almond milk. It's the simple things. What about me kicking things. off now, saying I can't drink proper milk? <laughs> I'd like um, dairy alternative, please, with my tea. Yes. Uh, what else? I've got some. Do you know what I am doing tonight? Have I got news for you? <gasps> with David Dimple, be my one true love. Stop. I'm it. very thankful. For Who's that. also quite a fan, I right? Can't. It's just it was so surreal. So was...
0: talk talk us through it, right? So we're at the NTAs. <laughs> So dimbles at, is oh, on stage
1: so we're at the ntas
0: directly off the back of strictly win so That's it's right. like quite the moment
1: exactly yeah i had this lovely dress that i'd been loaned really felt the part and um david dimbleby came on stage i think it's sort of lifetime achievement awards and obviously i've been watching question time for years you know i love yeah. it i love it so much and he's always been like a complete hero so inspiring he goes to the microphone and he's like um I'm just so excited to be here, but like I'm most excited about the fact that I, I met, <laughs> I met Stacey Dooley. Everyone must've been like, has he had a fucking lobotomy? You know, I know that you all know her like, cause she's this dancer, but I know her for her incredible documentaries. I just, and then I met him and his wife behind the scenes backstage and the wife come up to me. I mean, I'm assuming it's his wife. But a lady that he was with came up to me and she was like, honestly, like, he watches you all the time. Like, he makes us sit down and watch you. He's just, um, he really likes what what you're about and what you do. Amazing. I, like, you know one of those moments where you think, am I on candy camera here? Like, is this a wind-up? Because whenever people like that who I really rate say nice things, I'm just, I'm full of joy. Like, all are going as well. Like, she was on a... Podcast the other day, like Radio Four podcast, whatever, and she said something really kind, and yeah, I was floating.
0: The thank fuck for that moment. Yes, I've had loads of that. <laughs> Is there a thing that you think? Wow, I would be, I'd be lost without, without this. That.
1: Do you know? I have a person who I always sort of carry about in my mind, and I don't speak to him all of the time, and. You know, I haven't actually spoken to him in months, but the guy who gave me my first commission has such a special place in my heart. Um, DC, Danny cohen he was yeah. in charge of the babe. Like, thank fuck for blood, sweat and T-shirts. So that's the first doc I ever did. It must have been like 11 years ago now as a baby. And for whatever reason, like, he just gave me my own commission off the back of blood, sweat. And I promise you, if he hadn't have taken that chance, and actually, sort of in hindsight and reflection middle-class crowd at the bead must have been thinking what on earth are you doing danny like she's she has no qualification she left school at 15 she's not a trained established sort of stereotypical journalist yeah thank god he gave me that because i think otherwise i'd be living a very different life i'd still probably be at Luton airport realistically which you know wouldn't have been the end do of you the think world. that would be the case i just there was no desire there was no appetite for a career yeah, You know okay. how you hear, like, some girls have always been really driven and they've known from a baby what they want to achieve and essentially who they want to be? Mm-hmm. I was super chill. Like, I've always had a decent work ethic. But, um, yeah, I was sort of plodding along quite nicely. I had powers You, you didn't bit. watch
0: telly as a kid and go, I no, want that. No,
1: absolutely not. Yeah. I've never been under the impression that I'm where I am because, you know, I'm the very best at what I do. It's It's just because... I think people like the relatability and you mm-hmm. feel quite accessible. And I think that like fundamentally just trying to be a fairly decent human being yeah. <laughs> above everything else, I don't know. Work can be super intense. Uh, you know, I, I think it sort of got to the stage, when we said yes to Strictly, got to the stage where I'd been to Iraq a couple of times and it was just really emotionally draining. It was really full on. A totally a total privilege to do, but hardcore. You know, I yeah. remember getting out of the car And there were so many, like, unexploded IEDs that we we could only walk a certain way and we were being um, chaperoned by, like, the Iraqi forces, the Iraqi army. And it meant that the path that was safe and that had been cleared was walking across two bodies, um, ISIS fighters. And I just remember, like, as soon as you get out of the car, you smell death. Unless you've been there, it's very difficult to comprehend or, or describe, but... I remember at that moment just thinking, gosh, it's remarkable that I'm here and I really want to tell these stories, but I also need to just take a break maybe and do something a bit lighter.
0: And is there something when you're on location and and exploring those stories that you do to maintain your sanity?
1: Um, I think the key is to make sure that you love the crew that you're with because they become your immediate family. Um, and there are a couple of girls that I often travel with there 's an amazing director and a beautiful producer, and they are just so precious you know what i mean they 're so so important to me and it 's weird like some days you 're super strong and you 're really across the job and you understand sort of editorially what needs to happen duh, 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 duh. but other times you are just very sad for for these people that you 're spending time with and they 'll be able to see that are you 're at stay, see how you feeling today, and you sort of you help each other. Yeah. Um, And being
0: away from home, I guess, you know, a lot of people talk about Strictly as this mega intense experience, when you've maybe done what you've done, been away from family, been away from friends for kind of months on end, actually, being in London is a bit of a holiday. it's weird,
1: like Strictly for me was just, yeah, as I said, total escapism really like thoroughly enjoyed myself like it is hard work physically it's very demanding and because I was so shit at the start and I was dancing against people like Faye and Ashley who were incredible I was so embarrassed I was mortified so I thought I've got to put more hours in than everyone else to just not look ridiculous (laughs) it wasn't even about looking great it was about not looking horrendous so I was dancing maybe sort of 10 or 12 hours a day
0: from the very beginning
1: no so the first couple of weeks I was filming glow up Oh, yes. So I didn't, have, I didn't have the time. So I was doing three hours a day, but you have two weeks on the initial dance. So they sort of ease you in quite gently. And then... Lure boom. you in so fast and security And then, yeah, and then after that, I thought I had a really horrible week too. I did the cha-cha and it was just the work. It was just absolutely... I just can't even bear it. But so that's cringe. by
0: your standards. It wasn't actually that bad. <laughs> I can't bad. bear
1: it. I can't even watch. I can't watch it back. If I, I hear that song, I've got a four off Craig. Okay. Which, I mean, oh. week, week two is Yay. not disgraceful. Um, it's not one. It's not one. Mm. Two or three. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's not. It's but not you're, you're actually quite competitive though, aren't you? Do you know what? It's weird. Like you get really into it. Yeah. I took Strictly because as I said, you know, I thought actually it'd be really lovely to be at home for a couple of months. Jolly. See my pals. Sort of, you know, very frivolous and, you know, just really enjoy myself. And then you get into it and you love dancing so much. Suddenly ballroom becomes the most <laughs> important thing in your life. The frame ballroom yeah. frame you're obsessing over it you're watching videos on youtube you're watching the other girls and now they're sort of carrying themselves and i just wanted to try my best and i was really enjoying it so i didn't want to go out early doors mm-hmm. and i always said like it would be i'd be mortified if i went out first so that was the main goal really but then it's weird angela like, i'd love you to do it as soon as you get into it you you just become this athlete like you love dancing you love dancing I understand why so many people say it's one of the best things they've ever done.
0: And does it feel like that for you? Oh, without question,
1: yeah. Even
0: if you hadn't won, do you think you would feel the same way?
1: Because do you know what it was? My interaction with the general public Mm -hmm. was just so lovely. Like, everyone sort of rallies around and gets behind you. You never take that for granted, that they're even going to take to you. And they loved Kevin as well. You know, he's a sweetheart. So it was just um, a real feel-good experience, Mm I I couldn't believe it you know when I got to Blackpool such a beautiful space and I just remember thinking God I've been dancing in front of millions of people and everyone has been so on the whole everyone has been so kind and that's what I'm saying like strictly opened me up to a totally different demographic I think that's maybe where I noticed the change in the people coming up to me on the street you know it was kind of Families and actually, the kids go mad for it as well. I mean, the Minion, yeah,
0: that was a genius move as well because it was like this beautiful Uh, woman who's actually kind of you know, because a lot of people you want to look fabulous, don't you, on telly? And and here I loved it so much because it was like I kind of have a funny thing about at Halloween. I, I hate sexy fancy dress. I hate dress. sexy fancy hate dress. Sexy I'm like, you're just using dress. this as an excuse to show your fabulous boobs or oh. your lovely legs. I'm like, I love.
1: I hate sexy uh, fancy oh my dress. God. I can't bear it.
0: Okay, so was that you going? I don't want sexy fancy dress. Make me a yellow pigtailed Could you make me look like a,
1: a massive moron in front of <laughs> millions of people, please? That's what I'm after. No, but do you know what? They floated the idea with Kev. Yeah, and um kevin initially, i think was was not totally sold but then i said like i think the pair of us always said like we don't want to take this too seriously there's Mm -hmm. nothing worse than someone who literally thinks they're this established dancer when they literally just started dancing a few weeks ago it's really cringe so i was like whatever you think like i just want to have a really good time it'd be nice to do something for the kids um but it's so funny when you look at all the other girls they look so beautiful and then there was me stood there i looked like a The the yellow suit and the face. And I had like a coat hanger in my hair, keeping up the piggy tails. And I was just thinking, fuck do I look like? And Kev had this like horrendous weave on because he didn't have enough hair for the ponies. (laughs) It was just like, we were like the ugliest pair Strictly I've ever seen that week. But not (laughs) at all. And I I think as a
0: viewer, like, you know, as a pal, I was excited by it. But also as a viewer, it was... It was. Pure joy, actually, and I think that was one of the things that came up over and over again was the the kind of sense. I mean, you singing along I to just. the songs. It was like as if, in a funny way, you kind of completely forgot anyone was <laughs> watching you.
1: Oh shit, this has been filmed. Shit. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Oh, why did you tell it. me? No, I know. It was it was crazy, but contagious. Actually, yeah. and I think that's
0: what people really connected with because, like you say, you get into the bubble, and then it's all of a sudden serious. And yeah. you're, you're a dancer now. You need to get your shit together.
1: Yeah, and I I, I think that's when it becomes less fun for the audience as well basically what people want at home is you know they get a takeaway the whole family sit around and they want someone who they think actually if I were to do Strictly this is how I would look or this is probably how I would feel
0: brings us neatly on to our thank you next um,
1: thank you. Thank Next. you. She's sweet. Am I too old to love Ariana Grande? No. Or.
0: Well, if I still love her, and I'm older, no, yeah, so she's it's fine. Great.
1: I really like her. Yeah, she's she a, a good her egg. On Twitter, she's really funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: good egg, I think.
1: Yeah, I do. Good
0: egg. Is there a thing, an event, a moment in your life that you've kind of closed and are really glad that it's over?
1: I actually remember years ago. I remember when BBC Three was going online. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when it was on the telly? It was on the telly and yeah. everything was great. I remember having conversations with my agent and her saying, you know, as long as you work hard and we keep trying to make sort of decent stuff, you'll it will be okay. it will be fine, yeah. But yes, yeah, funny innit? it? Do you remember that when it went online we were all thinking, what does yeah. this mean? Because I did the
0: the BAFTAs, the red carpet and it yes. was the very ever or the it was the very last ever live event that bbc3 did and then we met at the launch of yes. of the new channel and was this kind of sense of oh it's it's great but is it really like yeah does it have the same weight is it real you know now you look at killing eve and oh, it's this global yeah. phenomenon but at the time the idea that it was suddenly online meant well it's not really real yeah. telly it it's really kind telly? of
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know it
0: didn't hold the same gravitas yeah. but in yes. a way you were then able to do shorter docs you know quicker turnaround stuff and actually maybe that freedom you just had
1: so much more freedom because an hour a BBC hour is very difficult you're sort of sometimes sat in the edit really trying to ring it to death because Mm -hmm. really there's only a sort of decent 40-42 minutes so that's what's great about being online Like in my heart of hearts I really believe that we're able to make the best docs possible because sometimes it only wants 20 minutes and you've told the story um, yeah, so, you don't,
0: yeah, you no longer have to yeah, drag the R out of it. it. The big thank you.
1: Yes. Okay,
0: this is the big one. The, the, the kind of person or the thing that you are profoundly grateful is in your
1: life. I know this is painfully predictable and really cheesy, but of course it's, you know, my mother. Yeah. Um, when, when we were writing the book the book essentially was looking at all of these women, these unbelievable women that I'd spent loads of time with. Um but ultimately sort of wanted to dedicate the book to my mum because I just I do really find her so impressive. You know, when it was her and I for a long time, she was working like a lunatic, you know, she was cleaning her pals' houses and she was working at the pub and she was having to bring me to the pub sometimes. And, you know, then she was working as a receptionist. It just never stopped. And I remember, like, she was just so selfless. And I think I'm so selfish in comparison. Like, if I want something or if I want to go somewhere, I just do it. But my mother, like, I remember... I don't know why I have this vivid memory, but I remember sort of walking through Debenhams with her when I was much younger. And I remember there was, like... Do you remember Wallace, that, that clothes concession? And I remember her looking at this top... And really liking it and she looked at the price tag whatever I don't know why I don't know why I've held on to this I think that must be like 28 quid or something and that was just obviously too much for her at that that time and I remember her sort of putting it back and just saying oh you know I c- can't have that and um just just everything she did was for me and, and my sister and I just I just think she's wicked I really really do Um, she's sort of unapologetically herself you know she's she is who she is and she goes about with the crowd that she wants to and yeah I I love her
0: does she know
1: I think she does you know what it's like I sort of never sit her down and say mum you are one in a million and I love you with every inch of my heart but oh, when she read the book like it was important for me that she got the first copy of the book and it says you know this is dedicated to you and it's sort of goes on about her for the first chapter and a half (laughs) it's you know just a thank you I I suppose
0: was she surprised by by your recollection of of things and how you hold her
1: up I guess I think she knows deep down I mean it's, it's hard you know like all of us I sort of I feel guilty I sometimes feel like I'm not the best daughter in the world or I'm not the best pal in the world or the best sister in the world because I'm so Busy. I never dedicate enough time. You know, I should go up there more than I do. But she knows. She knows. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she fucking knows. Yeah. 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 Do, do you send she her audio really messages? She was showing off. Yeah, she was really showing off. Like she works in TK Maxx on the tills. And, um, when I was dancing it's so funny as well with Strictly like all the documentaries I'd done prior to that she was proud of course mm-hmm. but it was like when I got Strictly it was I promise you it was like I'd suddenly become the Queen of England <laughs> so I like, let anyone that was shopping in TK Maxx was like oh my daughter's on the dance show just telling everyone and asking I just, I, I just can't bear how much she must have terrorised those poor shoppers that is the cute um, thing though yeah so she was she was bursting she's rallying fire. the truth yeah 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 I
0: and, like, love it I just, cupcakes
1: I just I'm not, I know oh. I loved how much she loved it as well like it was it was the one ride that she could come on board with like when we won i was certain it was joe suggs but when we won she ran on the fucking pitch it was like pitch <laughs> the pitch. it was like clop it was honestly it was like we'd won the fa cup whatever like she just ran on the the dance floor and i remember claudia like it's all live and claudia had been like trying to peel her off and i was just thinking mum what the fuck what are you doing like yeah in 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 the 16 years that that's has really been going that's never happened so um but like joyous you do you die you, you do, do you. you die i think that is like the perfect that is exactly
0: what you want your mom oh, yeah. to do
1: that'll be you a little ruby that'll be you <laughs> anything it. she does it just feels yeah. so like, like my yes. kid's amazing oh, no. my kid is brilliant yeah that's how they feel isn't but it? but
0: is that because actually I don't know that that's always the way so Di has always made you feel like you could do oh yeah anything she's
1: always been like my biggest my biggest cheerleader but also you know she tells me when I'm being a dick or if I haven't got things right or mm-hmm. if, you know if I've made a mistake I think you have to be like that I suppose. I mean I haven't got kids but I imagine you've got a kind of Be quite brutal as well. You can't sort of mollycoddle them or tell them that they're brilliant at everything because often they're not. Mm -hmm. So it's always been quite real with with her.
0: Yeah, honest.
1: Yeah. Hold
2: up.
0: Slightly, well, maybe it's not a slightly different tone. The thank you that that got away, the one that got away, is there anybody that you didn't get the opportunity to say thank you to or to show? Do
1: you know what? I have got a good story. He's not an enormous presence in my life or anything like that, but there was this one time, (laughs) this is a fun story, there was this one time when I was working in America, I was making a documentary documentary, about unplanned pregnancies, and so these girls were heavily pregnant, really young. Both the babies um, were going to adoptive parents, and the pregnancies had gone on longer than expected. And I think it was like Christmas Eve. The channel thinks we've got to get Stacey back for Christmas, so we'll fly her back Christmas Eve. She can have Christmas Day at home, and then fly her back to America Boxing Day. So I, I wasn't that first, but I thought Actually, I should go and see my folks. Blah blah blah. So. We flew to from Montana to Seattle, and then I had like ten hours in Seattle, and then I was to fly to Heathrow. So I thought I don't want to sit in the airport for ten hours. And I heard Seattle's beautiful, so I thought I'll just go down. Is it Pike's Place? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Just I mean, let I say uh-huh, I yeah. Heard I think that's the that's the area. And they were like, oh, you can just go there and have a mooch around, have a cup of tea, take in the sights, and then go back for the plane. Yeah, no sweat. That's what I'll do. So get off the plane. Um, get in a cab. So oh, can I go to Pike's Place, please? Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then I get out of the cab and I go to take a photo of this like really amazing market and I'm like, shit, I ain't got my phone. I'm like, oh, wait, I ain't got my passport. Oh, wait, I ain't got any of my money. I've left, I've left everything in this cab and I've just got out and he's just drove off back onto the dual carriageway. So I'm in Seattle with no phone, no money, no passport, no nothing. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, no. I don't know who the taxi driver was, so I'm just thinking, I can't even I can't even check into a hotel because I've got nothing. I've got I've not got one dollar. So I felt so vulnerable. I thought I don't know anyone. And then this fishmonger, this like random stranger. This is how brilliant people can be. This random stranger comes up to me. Must have seen. I was like, just looked a bit out of sorts. And he was like, what's happened? And I was like, oh, I've just left everything in a cab, and like, I don't know anyone here. This strange fishmonger. Took it upon himself. He said, Give me ten dollars. Took ten dollars out his pocket and went. Go and get yourself a cup of coffee. I'll sort this out. And so I went to the coffee shop, had a, had a drink, and he was on the phone ringing up every taxi rank or taxi kind of, coffee. you know, company in Seattle. Managed to find out what taxi would have been working at the airport at the time got this guy then got his personal number rang him and said can you bring her all her stuff back like she's this british girl she needs to get back for christmas he was like i'm only coming back if you pay the fare he was like i'll pay the fare which was like 80 dollars so this guy like this guy just like totally hooked me up and like came to see me and was like i've paid the taxi driver you're all sorted here's all your bits he got me like some lunch to take to the airport he was like have the most amazing day and merry christmas oh my god and i feel like it was all such a blur i didn't say to him wow, that's so incredibly kind of you thank you so 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 much and i always remember that man till this day that is unbelievable so be more die, but also more seattle fishmonger <laughs> do you remember his name no that's oh, what i mean how how
0: well you're in my panic mode like aren't you yeah. i just like, didn't
1: ask his name and i, I i'm sure I, i'm certain i would have said thank you but not like i should have sent him like flowers or an email or whatever but i just was in a bit of a tears. wow what an angel. What an angel. That Heroes guy. don't always wear capes. I know, I need to go back there. And- that is so cute. Yeah, it was a little dream.
0: I mean, you, you, we wish that you could send Seattle Fishmonger Guy a, like a thank you note. I need but to
1: find him. hell
0: knows how he's going to get it.
1: Do, <laughs> do you Do you send thank you notes? Not enough. I, you know, I send notes to my pals yeah. who have really been there for me. I've got one friend actually in particular who has been a complete dream of late. Like, I've had a lot going on with blah, blah, blah. Um, And Harriet has just been like this pillar of strength. (laughs) Every time I've had a wobble or, you know, God, life's difficult. I've um, rang her up and yeah, she's been really beautiful. So I got her a thank you. Yeah, I send her notes, of course, and do nice things for them and try and take them, you know, to places that I know they will appreciate.
0: Last question, who would you thank in a BAFTA acceptance speech?
1: Hmm. Probably Danny, Hmm. because as I said, you know, he really instigated the whole thing for me. You know, it started because he was quite courageous and said, actually, I know she's sort of not the stereotypical reporter that we're always after, but I see something there. And probably my team, you know, like you can't underestimate... The people that you travel with, they are so capable and so considered and so kind and really talented and really articulate. You know, I'm I'm really lucky. And the fixers on the ground, you know, often I'm in places, you know, I'm in the Middle East or Latin America or certain parts of Africa. You know, it can be real hostile environments. Um, and they risk a lot and they do that because they, they truly believe that the stories need to be heard. So, yeah, I never... I never underestimate that. And I always think, you know, I sort of go over there for a couple of weeks and I feel a bit out of sort, and I feel a bit frightened. But ultimately I get to sort of jump on the plane and come back to live in a very safe space. And then, you know, they have to stay there and their families are, are there and there are consequences sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sure I would thank the team and Danny. and Di. I'd, I'm sure i forget someone. She's had enough, Di. She's, She's in the right. book. She was all over Strictly. <laughs> She's had her moment. She, you've had your moment, Di. Enough is enough. <laughs> Queen Die. Would you cry? You don't really cry, do you? I don't really cry anymore. It's so strange. It's really funny. At the start of my career, I was only a baby, 1920. Cry, 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 cry. Every two seconds cry, cry. cry. I was so emotional and really reactive. And then I realised very quickly, like these stories aren't about you. Like, you know, it's about giving these girls the platform that they so desperately need and very rarely have so I sort of you have a word with yourself and you manage yourself but I am quite calm I'm quite poised I can sort of yeah I can keep a hold of things most of the time it was weird it was so funny like the Strictly final all the VT boys were kind of you know playing slow music and they show you your best bits and I remember like Faye was in floods of tears and Ashley was just sobbing and Joe Sugg was breaking his heart and I was the only finalist who was like no, I'm all right, actually, I'm actually honestly fine, and the VT boys, I I give up with her, she's not, like, on the phone to the SP, she's not going to cry, so, just get over it, yeah, just so you know that, I just, yeah, I
0: (laughs) well, I think that, but you never felt like you, maybe I should squeeze one out here,
1: (laughs) for shame's sake, yeah, I just, I think, you know, you know, it was enormous, and it was a brilliant experience, but it was ultimately a, a dance show, you know, and Maybe I've got a sort of slightly different perspective because of what I do for a living, but I felt really happy. I just didn't, I didn't feel didn't. overly emotional. Even Kev, like when we won, was so emotional. Um, but I mean, Kev oh, has been hammering away for years. And finally. Mate. Yes. Oh, I just so can't with him. I cannot. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, he's doing Rock of Ages. Which is a great it's actually show. brilliant. Like I, I don't go to the theatre enough. I'm not a massive sort of theatre goer. It's on my hit list of things. Yeah, to you do, must go. Yeah, be more,
0: yeah, yeah. Although
1: the other day I went to go and see Only Fools and Horses, and God. I was, I was like a kid in a candy shot. It was just magnificent. They've they've got it down to a tee. They're so on the money, Rodney and, and yeah. Del Boy. Um, Saw them on the One Show actually. They're really, did a little they're just thing. so yeah. so great. I yeah. love that. But anyway, I don't go to the theatre enough. But Kev is playing a rock star called mm-hmm. Stacy actually oh really um, he's a great singer yeah like he's a really wicked singer
0: oh I say that like as in yeah obviously yeah. I feel like he just yeah. is pretty good at everything yeah I
1: think he's an all-rounder really. yeah
0: you're a bit um, of an all-rounder though aren't really, you no
1: it was funny when we did Lay Mis we did this musicals week and you have to I was playing this homeless prostitute obviously
0: yeah minion homeless yeah. no prostitute. Sure. same
1: same <laughs> But it was quite. It was an emotional song, and like Bruno was crying, the crowd were crying, everyone was crying. Oh my God, she can be like this kind of sincere actress. Yeah. And there were like theatre directors, whatever, in the green room after sort of coming up. And Jackie, who's a brilliant, my she was like, she was like, don't even waste your time. She cannot sing. She is of no use to you whatsoever. <laughs> and they literally just turned around and walked the opposite way. And I just thought well, it was better to be honest in these situations. I'm so not an all-rounder. I can't do anything really apart from right, apart from what I do.
0: That I mean, you're you're doing all right. Yeah, it's a pleasure, honestly. Oh, I I'm mean,
1: so made up. I saw you. It's
0: so lovely, but Ooh. it's also so lovely to see, um, yeah, to see you fly.
1: Thank you. Thanks a million. I'm so excited to listen to this podcast. I can't wait to hear who else you've got.
0: Lots of people who hopefully will live up to your one. Oh,
1: yeah mine'll be pushed back because you'll find someone else no you're w- the first
0: I know how busy you are hey, so Angela, thank you so much
1: Angela can I go to the first <laughs> can I have that top spot please please oh.
0: big thanks to Stacey yes okay you weren't my first guest but you were my first ginger guest and that as we both know is the most important thing If this has sparked some ideas about what you're thankful for this week, drop them to me with the hashtag thanksamilpod or Angela Scanlon. Don't forget, you can subscribe on any number of apps, including Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on your Google Home or Alexa device. It's very, very easy. You should do it now when you get off the toilet. And if you're loving the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review helps us find more people, some of whom are bound to be as lovely with you hopefully with less spinach in their teeth. Spread the word. Thanks again to Stacey, to my producer Matt Hill at Rethink Audio and to you for listening. Thanks a million. If this has sparked some ideas about what you're thankful for this week, drop them to me with the hashtag thanks a million or Angela Scanlon on all the usual platforms. Hashtag thanks a million.
2: Hold up.